this is Katie, and thank you for joining me on the My Senses, My Space podcast. And today I wanted to talk about how do you plan your energy, or how can you plan your energy? Um, first of all, I think I need to address something before this, which is you aren't lazy. Um, I, I even was watching a uh, YouTube video lately that feature this woman who I definitely do not view as lazy, but she was talking about her neurodivergency as, you know, she was cleaning up her home and instead of taking her vacuum down to her lower, her lower level, um, she just left it by the stairs and she's like, yes, I'm totally being lazy. And, um, I think there is some danger in repeating these words that we have heard either from our parents or from society as not taking that one extra step to put something away is not being lazy. Sometimes our minds are in like total overwhelm at that point, or our bodies have had enough and we've reached a limit. Like if it was easy for us to do, we would take that next step. We have vacuumed the whole house or we have done the dishes or whatever it is that task is, maybe it's fixing a light bulb or whatever. Sometimes we have that moment of like, okay, I've gotten it done, but it's hard at that point to take one more step. We actually maybe didn't account for our energy to be extended beyond the point of fixing it or doing the task. And we come across it as, oh great, one more thing I have to do. <laughs> Um, and that's real. That's real. It's something that, um, I think we need to see as either we really are taking into account the whole, um, step-by-step -step operation of gathering materials, doing the job and then putting things away. And that takes a lot of practice to wrap your mind around and to understand, okay, this is a complete process from beginning to end. And sometimes we just don't. And sometimes we have something more important come up in the moment and putting stuff away drops to um, a lower level because it was more important to get the task done. Agreed, right? Like we can all agree on that. And we can also batch putting stuff away all over the home if we had to. Um, myself and my and I really see this in my son as well. He really enjoys like doing everything at once if he has to get up and do it. So, and we say that's okay in our home. Um, because when we break it out into, okay, do this little task, then this one, and then this one, and he's getting up and down and he's getting constantly distracted from what he's supposed to be doing, that creates overwhelm for him. So... If he wants to go around and just batch putting everything around the house away at once, we're all for that because he's still getting it done and it might be a minor <laughs> inconvenience to us, um, but that way he's conserving his energy. He is conserving the bandwidth power in his mind to try to stay focused on what is really important. Another thing is just accounting for those down days. Like I, I know a lot of people will say, oh, I'm just having a lazy day. And I think 
we can rephrase that as like, no, I, I need a day to replenish myself. I need a day to renew who I am and what I do because it's not about the lazy day. It's about the time before that. It's about the time that you spent possibly overdoing it the day before. And when you're swinging the pendulum all the way to one side and doing too much, you're swinging the pendulum the other way and having to rest. It's, you can't really get away from that or you're, you will totally burn out. So it could, you could call it a pendulum day, (laughs) but it's also information about your body to go, okay, maybe I can't swing my pendulum that wide because it's about having successes and about, um, not like winning all the time, but it's about finding your own recipe, your own ingredients, your own, um, like way of finding how much your body actually can do. And when you're, um, struggling with, um, neurodivergency where it can just be too much coming at you and processing and having too much to do. Or if you're chronically ill and your body just is different now, maybe it's a new chronic illness or something you've always had that maybe as you're getting older, you're not able to do as much. Sometimes we have to come to terms with, okay, I just, my new, and I'm putting air quotes, normal, is that, so new typical, is that I can only do about this much in a day. And that's not being lazy. That's not being lazy. I actually, I don't think um, anyone can be lazy. I think there's absolutely reasons that people um, are saying no to things and it can be a communication issue. It can be um you know, relationships need to be talked through about who does what. And this is not the episode where I'm going to talk about um, dynamics within the home of splitting up labor or emotional label or label, label, labor, um, or anything like that. That's not where I'm at. But there does mean that there has to be some kind of communication open about this and that um, some things may need to shift. And we can, you know, I kind of think back to my childhood and thinking about that dynamic of between parents and kids and just saying, well, if they're not doing what I want, I'm going to call them lazy, which I don't think is fair. I think a lot of our parents' generation, and I am in my 40s, so it's been going on for a while is we see past generations as not having all of the worries of the world of the technology we have now and the um, burdens that we have to carry. There were simpler times. (laughs) I don't want to say that, but I want to say that the, the shift between what our parents and grandparents had to go through is very different from today. And what I'm really saying here is um, that their lived experiences, they're trying to like map onto ours and to say, well, if you can't get that done, 
Why not? Because they don't understand what is happening in current situations of the burdens that we're carrying today about climate change, about um, class, um, trying, it's not inaccuracies, but dealing with, um, you know, lots of student debt, lots of um, market like fluctuations in terms of um, employment and so many other things that their generation didn't have to focus on, on at the time. It didn't mean that um, they weren't going through hard times. It's just that things have greatly shifted and it can be really hard for people to understand that. So they're in, in a way because they haven't emotionally connected with us and tried to understand and ask questions about, well, why is it? I mean, they can look at us and say like, well, why is it that you're having so much trouble now? I really want to understand because I believe you are an honest and open person <laughs> and not making things up that, um, what are your struggles today? And so that is an emotional maturity that they have to reach in order to make that connection and say, Oh, now I see what's going on in your life. But instead, um, they take the stance of, I don't understand this. So I'm going to label it as lazy, if that makes sense. Another part of all of this is about pushing yourself. So I know so many of um, the people I know and my clients and stuff, they're like, I'm just going to push through this. I'm just going to push myself through this. And there can be um, a lot of mental and physical damage when you are trying to do that. I know it can be um, very prominent in the uh, fitness industry to just, just push, just push. And in those instances, it's very often that people can get hurt. And so when I reflect upon that, it's, you can translate that into, it, just as I was talking about, pushing yourself so much that the pendulum is going too far. And so you have to course correct, or you're pushing yourself too far mentally, and your brain actually just goes, I have to dump information, I can't hold all of this. I don't even know what to do with this new information. Um, and so it just shuts down. So I try to work with people and say, well, what, why are we pushing? How can we lessen <laughs> the pushing? Um, and how can we kind of recalibrate so that it fits more in line with what your body and mind can handle? Um, and so when you're looking at all of these things of like kind of what not to do or not to label yourself as, so what can you do? This is really taking uh, an audit of how you are right now. It's whatever season you're in, whether um, you have kids who are in school, whether you're employed, whether you're at home um, or working from home still. <laughs> throughout this pandemic and still are, and that can be a challenge or maybe it's for the better. Um, looking at that, taking an audit of where, where you're at, can you get, um, do you have a measurement 
of where your pendulum swings right now? Do you have um, a documentation, meaning maybe a little journal or some notes somewhere that you've noted days that you've taken it too far? Because I think on those days, we can easily forget them. As a mother who has gone through childbirth, you forget the pain. You forget that there was that much pain and that much that you go through. And not that um, it wasn't important that you went through that. It's just that all the other, the, the importance shifted. But it is really important to note on these really tough days that you're having, are you having a lot of them? Are you um, have pushing yourself on a Thursday or a Friday when it really would help you to pull back on those days so that you're entering the weekend with a little bit more like foundation and grounding? Um, is, are there cycles going on in your life as well? So there's seasons of like looking back at like, is it just the fall seasons? Is it a life season? Um, maybe you're in parenthood, as I said, or maybe you're before that or after that. Um, but are there cycles also in your life where it could be a menstrual cycle? It could be, um, pain cycles. It could be, um, caring for your home cycles. It could be work cycles. Like what shifts are you working? How does that fit into everything? And they're all like these little puzzle pieces that you're trying to put together so that you aren't overdoing it, or at least starting with not overdoing it as much. So looking at, um, medication cycles as well, um, you know, whether or not it's a daily medication or a monthly medication or something every cover, couple months that can really affect um, how the rest, like, especially if it's not a daily or weekly, something that is less often, you're going to have to look ahead in your schedule and go, okay, if that's happening on a Monday, the rest of my week is going to be greatly shifted from all the other weeks that I have. And how do I plan ahead for that? How do I clear my schedule? What can I let go of? And that's the number one thing is how can you look at these cycles and recognize when you're having your low points? Because when you're seeing your low points, you backtrack a little bit and you look at what was I doing right before that that drained me? And is there anything I can do about that? If it's medication that you have to have, you can't. You have to <laughs> go through that. And then you have to look at the next bit of time as I just have to do less at that point. Or during your menstrual cycle, right? Where we have less energy. Um, I have mapped out on my Google Calendar that, um, and I don't understand why, the period apps do not put this on a Google calendar. I might've mentioned this before, but I don't understand like, why can't this sync into a Google calendar? Because there's fluctuations, right? Unless you are a person who menstruates right on a certain day every single month, but every single month has, has different days, no amount of days. So that can be thrown off. Um, so looking at like, okay, what can I let go of? How will this, how can I build, 
build in replenishment and healing while I'm going through these things, these lower times, so that when I kind of come out the other side, I don't have, it's not about efficiency. It's not about productivity. Um, it's not about like, oh, well, once that low time is done, then I can rush and get everything else done. And it's like, no, where's the balance? Where is it when you come out of that, where you're, you're able to take on the load that you really can at that point? So this could take planners, this could take um, Google calendars, this could take working with someone who can really look and see where you can have a conversation with someone and say, I, I know this is going to happen. Um, and when you're inviting brand new um, appointments in your calendar, or brand new commitments, how is that going to look next to everything else? Because that's what I get caught up with. I'm like, oh, sure, I can do that. Then I look on that day and it's like, no, there's no way I can do that. So the first thing is I never commit to something right then and there. I always say I have to look at my calendar um, because there's so many things that crisscross and, and you just don't realize how they overlap. So taking an audit, working with someone and saying like, I, I need help seeing my cycles. I need help seeing where um, I have less energy. And then how can I build a plan moving forward with lots of space in it? Setting expectations lower so that my energy, that I can make it through with the lower energy that I have. So I hope that helps. I'm sorry this is a longer podcast, but it's really important and I do a lot of this work actually on my YouTube channel, which is planningmyenergy.com. And I really do a lot of like planning in my planner um, and talking about like, I just didn't have the energy for that today. And that's another thing is just, there's going to be days where you wake up and it's unexpected that you don't have energy that day. And that's okay. And so how do you fluctuate things? How do you move things to the next day and try to even out the week or push things to a later date? And that's okay. So I hope you enjoyed this. And thank you again for joining me. Next time I will see you on the My Senses, My Space podcast. <laughs>